Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre, and downright stupid criminals and crime stories in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, you'll be hearing about a wannabe Welsh rapper who tried to firebomb a rival MC's place but ended up setting fire to the wrong house. A beautician caught drink driving who claims she only got drunk after she parked her car by consuming vodka through her eyeball and more. Alrighty, let's get cracking. There have been a lot of epic high-profile rap battles over the years, but this is not one of them. The media tended to report on this case like the guys involved were professional rappers, but that's a bit of an overstatement. Michael Jordan Athanort, whose MC name is Ath, has 15 subscribers to his YouTube channel. His former friend and now mortal enemy Ricky Williams, who goes by Official Chronic, has 468 subscribers. Look, everybody's got to start somewhere, so I don't want to be too much of an asshole, but Ath seems particularly amateur. 15 subscribers is pesty old mum and little brother to subscribe to your channel and then make several accounts to subscribe to yourself territory. Why Athen Chronic fell out in the first place is a mystery. The Welsh wannabe rappers had been friends since they were teens but grew apart in recent years. My guess is it was something to do with a girl or jealousy of the other's achievements or both. While Ath's Facebook is full of selfies and videos of him shirtless and banging on about being fit, Chronix actually has a lot of links to his music and collaborations. He definitely seems more legit as a rapper. The dispute between the two literally went up in flames in November last year when Chronix shared some of his music online. Ath then posted one of Chronix's songs on Facebook and made a bunch of negative comments about it. Soon afterwards, Chronic posted a diss track about Ath, which he took to be a declaration of war. So even though Ath actually started this dispute, he got all pissy when Chronic responded. How dare he? Unfortunately, Chronic's diss track has been removed from YouTube, but the post is still up on Facebook. I can't comment on the quality of the song, but it had one whole like so it must have been pretty earth-shattering for everyone concerned. Next, Ath made his own version of a diss track about Chronic, which he posted on Facebook on November 13th. Except it's not a track, it's just him banging on, recorded on a phone, without music, like a lot of his stuff. My favourite part of Ath's songs are when he loses his breath and he just pants for a few seconds before continuing on. (laughs) People edit things for a reason. 
In this track, Aff claims that he's so real that he doesn't need music or editing and then says that he's steaming drunk and is about to spit pure facts about his former friend. In the footage, Aff is topless, wearing a gold cross on a chain and doing some hard man posturing. He's looking down and to the side, though, like he's delivering his smack talk to a toilet or maybe his cat. I have the audio of it, but the quality is tinny and they've cut out the swearing, which makes for a disjointed and confusing listen. I still think it's best that you experience some of its majesty, though. So let's have a listen. During his rant, he bangs on about how he's going to burn Chronic's house to the ground. At around the two-minute mark, he says, It was me. Yes, I did it, Judge. I don't regret a thing. I'm still pleading not guilty. You can suck my dick. It's a hauntingly beautiful example of originality and the poetic nature of the English language. He truly is a wordsmith. At around 3am on November 16th, Ath decided that using his words was overrated and it was now action time. Full of rage, piss and vinegar, he constructed a petrol bomb and made his way through the darkness to Clindu Street, Morriston, where he knew Chronic lived. Then he lit the fuse and chucked the petrol bomb at the front door of the house that he thought Chronic lived in, but he was wrong. Instead of setting Chronic's house alight, he'd set fire to a property that was inhabited by a woman he didn't know named Helen Davies and her teenage son. One of Helen's neighbours heard the sound of a bottle smashing, followed by running footsteps as our bad boy gangster friend Ath scurried away. Helen was woken up by her smoke alarm going off. She went downstairs to investigate and saw the gleam of burgeoning flames through the glass panels of her front door. Realising there was a fire, she woke up her son, who'd been sleeping downstairs due to a broken leg, and got them both to safety. The neighbour, who'd heard the petrol bomb explode, rushed to the scene to help. In an amusing twist of fate, he and Chronic's older brother, who happened to live nearby, put out the fire before the flames spread. The police were called, and after speaking to residents in the area, they learned of the threat that Ath had made to burn Chronic's house down. Is it really that hard and gangster to make the cops' jobs so bloody easy? At 5am, the cops rocked up to Ath's place in Swansea. They knocked on the door and asked to be let in, but Ath told them they'd need to come back with a warrant. They were like, the fuck we do, and entered the flat, which reeked of petrol. Inside, they found a plastic petrol container, a lighter, and burnt pieces of towel. The towel was later forensically matched to the material found at the scene of the fire. After getting all twisted fire starter on the wrong house, Ath took his diss track, which actually turned out to be a confessional track, off Facebook. 
It had been viewed 71 times, but 69 of those were probably him, and the other two were probably his mum and his little brother. Come on, watch it. It's really good. Come on, watch my diss track. Look at it. It's really cool, mum. Mum! Mum, come on! Watch my diss track. I need the views. Although he claimed in his little angry rant that he was going to plead not guilty and the judge could suck his dick... Michael Jordan Athenaut pleaded guilty to arson with intent to endanger life, and the judge did not, in fact, suck his dick. Among Ath's prior convictions were 15 offences of criminal damage, as well as low-level violence. He was actually serving a suspended sentence for breaching a restraining order when he committed the offence. See, it's like he got the law-breaking, bullshit, tough guy part of being a rapper, but he didn't comprehend the hard work, discipline, talent and skill involved in the gig. To say Judge Paul Thomas QC was not a fan of Ath's work would be a gross understatement. He'd seen the infamous diss track and he was not impressed. In sentencing, Judge Thomas said Ath was arrogant and immature and he agreed with the pre-sentence report that stated he posed a significant risk of causing serious harm. Judge Thomas threw some epic shade Ath's way and read him to feel so hard I'm sure it left welts. If anyone in this story is actually a talented wordsmith, it's Judge Thomas all the way. Before sentencing 25-year-old Ath to nine years and nine months in prison, Shade Master Judge Thomas performed a diss track of his own. I improvised a bit of the posturing in this, but everything else is a direct quote from the judge. So here we go. Judge Paul Thomas QC's diss track of Ath. (laughs) I just had to. Yo, 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 MC Judge Thomas QC is in the hizzy. Don't try me, motherfucker. You do not want any of this. You were involved in a feud with fellow rapper Ricky Williams arising out of comments he made about something you posted. A more pathetic, childish reason for acting as you did is quite frankly difficult to imagine. Instead of acting as a grown-up, you decided, because you think of yourself as some sort of pseudo-gangster, to make a video. In that video, you made threats to burn his house down. Nine years, nine months. It was as graphically threatening as it was pathetically childish. You followed through with your threats by going to what you thought was his house and setting fire to it using accelerants. Due to your incompetence, you got the wrong house. It seems to me that when you can't have your way, you decide to destroy things. Obviously, you seem to think that you can get away with what you want because you're in some way above all of that. Being, of course, an important rapper. I should also note as well that your puerile contempt for the police and for the courts was all too apparent in the video that I have watched. Nine years, nine months, motherfucker. Nine years, nine months, motherfucker. Unintelligent son of a lady dog used accelerants. Nine years, Who's sucking whose dick now? I said, who's sucking whose dick now? Thank you. 
shizzle, my nizzle. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 30-year-old beautician Chelsea McDonald was arrested for drink driving in Liverpool on November 13th, 2021, which, as we know from the previous story, was a very auspicious date indeed. A concerned member of the public had called the cops after seeing Chelsea driving erratically in her orange BMW convertible. Without indicating, she'd pulled into a car park near the Hare and Hounds pub in West Derby Village, where she'd met an oncoming taxi leaving the car park and blocked the road as a result. 14 seconds after she parked the car, the police saw Chelsea get out, do a little dance, and hug one of her friends before the three of them began walking towards the pub. This is when the cops intervened and arrested Chelsea. Body cam footage recorded by the officers showed a drunken, bewildered Chelsea asking what was going on and saying, What are you arresting me for? When they seized her phone, she got pissed off and said, Give me my phone! I'm not doing anything wrong. What the fuck's going on? One of the officers told Chelsea that she was clearly highly intoxicated, which wasn't a secret to her. She even said to them, I'm so sorry. I'm so drunk. While she was being handcuffed by the police, she became enraged, kicked a PC in the chest and was subsequently put in leg restraints. PC James later told the court, She was heavily intoxicated, slurring her speech, unsteady on her feet, and her eyes were glazed. She did not appear to be fully with it. She was not cooperative with the officers. A blood alcohol test revealed Chelsea had almost double the legal limit for driving. During a trial at Sefton Magistrates Court, Chelsea came up with a hilariously bizarre excuse for her drunkenness. She claimed that she'd only had two drinks earlier in the evening and that she felt absolutely fine as she was driving. She said her friends were taking turns drinking from a bottle of vodka in the car on the way to the pub and after she parked the vehicle, they each poured a cap full of vodka into their eyeballs. Seriously. She said in court, One of the girls said, Shall we put it in our eyeball? Apparently it gets you drunk a lot faster than it does downing it. I was just excited. I could not wait to get out and park the car and be able to have a drink. In my fucking eyeball, Jesus Christ. Chelsea said that she'd previously drunk vodka with her eyeballs and that it was painful but not excruciating. As I mentioned earlier, Chelsea is a beautician. In the numerous selfies that she posts online, she's always wearing a ton of eye makeup. Which, cool, go ahead. But it doesn't seem like something someone who likes drinking vodka with their eyeballs would do. 
It'd mess with her makeup and her fake eyelashes would come unstuck. And the vodka would run out of her eye onto her face because it's not like eyeballs have a very effective swallow function. The eyes are not the window to alcohol. It's also been scientifically proven that it doesn't get you drunk faster as not much alcohol can be absorbed through your eyes. It's not what they're for. Chelsea confessed that her driving was pretty poor and that she did not use her indicator, but she said it wasn't because she was drunk. No, of course not. It's that she just couldn't wait to go out after a stressful day. She recalled stumbling when she got out of the car, but she claimed that it was due to the pain in her vodka-drinking eye. (laughs) The court heard that there was no vodka spilled on Chelsea's clothes or hair and her makeup wasn't messed up at all. Prosecutor Paula Grogan had a very easy time with this case. It was like taking candy from a baby. Hey, she probably could have slept through the entire thing and still won. Paula pointed out that it would have been practically impossible for the three friends to do the eyeball shots from the bottle cap in the 14 seconds between parking and getting out of the car. Is it wrong that I want to get a few people together and time this? Though, look, I'm sure Paula's right, and I have no interest in putting alcohol in my eye. I even find eye drops highly offensive, so yeah, that one's not for me. Paula told the court... There is nothing to suggest that her eye is sore on the video, and she makes no mention of it to the officer. This is because it's not true. It's something she has made up to get off this very sticky wicket that she finds herself in. She was not happy with the concept of spending a night in the cells. Chelsea's defence lawyer, Keith Webster, had obviously drawn the short straw to end up representing her. With not much to work with, he came up with a a novel approach. He described her story as being so left field, so painful and essentially so preposterous that she wouldn't have said it if it wasn't true. Yeah, sorry, Keith, but I'm not buying what you're selling. Judge Christina Hill told Chelsea, We believe it is implausible that alcohol level could be attained by drinking in the car in the manner you said. She was, of course, convicted of drink driving as well as being found guilty of assaulting an emergency worker. She was banned for driving for 18 months, sentenced to a 12-week 7pm to 7am curfew, she's so grounded, and ordered to pay £395 in fines. What I don't get is why she didn't just say that she had a huge swig of vodka after she parked the car. That's believable, and she could have done it in the time available. But I guess she was just too drunk to think clearly at the time. Please let's not have anyone tell Chelsea about butt-chugging. 2225 is en route, 1895's code 111th in the freeway. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are cases with hardly any information available, and they sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. In 2017, 19-year-old Terrian Pouncey had the worst Halloween ever. He was in the process of robbing a Chicago hot dog stand when instant karma kicked in. Not only is karma a bitch, but it also has a sense of humour. 
Early on the morning of October 31st, Pouncey entered the hot dog shop, Maxwell Street Express, held a gun to the head of an employee and demanded all their cash. Both the workers on duty put the contents of the till and their wallets in a bucket on the counter. It was knocked over, causing the money to scatter all over the floor. Pouncey kept his gun pointed at the workers while he picked it all up. As he was running out with his ill-gotten gains, he stuffed the gun down the waistband of his pants and accidentally shot himself in the penis. He collapsed on the stoop of a house across the street from the wiener dog stand due to the pain in his self-sabotaged wiener and was arrested soon after he was taken to hospital. Oh yeah, that's code 440 of place west of central, suspects in custody. A Wiltshire man claims his life has been plagued by relentless farts since eating a ham roll back in 2017 and is suing the stall that sold it to him for £200,000. 46-year-old Tyrone Pradas said he bought the demonic snack from a Christmas market in Birmingham. Less than two hours later, he said he was struck down by cramps, fever, vomiting and diarrhoea. His lawyer told the High Court that he was bedridden for the next five weeks, which is odd as salmonella poisoning tends not to last more than two weeks. His lawyer stated, The claimant continues to suffer from excessive flatulence, which causes him a great deal of embarrassment. The claimant's stomach continues to make frequent churning noises to the extent his sleep can become disrupted. The extent of the symptoms has been life-changing. Pretty sure he doesn't mean in a good way. Frankfurt Christmas Market Limited denies it was the source of Tyrone's stinky troubles and claims that there was no salmonella bacteria at the ham hock stall. However, an investigation by Public Health England revealed two cases of salmonellosis were confirmed as originating at the stall between the 9th and the 11th of December 2017. A total of 16 people complained of similar symptoms after eating at the stall, but none of them have been blaming their farts on it for the past five years. There's a missed opportunity. The company is disputing that Tyrone was infected by salmonella bacteria and also questioning the size of his claim. Thus, this putrid legal battle will continue to be raged in the courts for who knows how long. Here's hoping if Tyrone takes a stand... He does so via video link. In March 2016, a 52-year-old man went to Windsor Police Station in Sydney on an unrelated matter and ended up accidentally leaving his bong and cannabis stash there. Why would anyone take drugs and a bong to a police station, I hear you ask? Perhaps he thought there'd be a long queue to speak to the officers and he planned on pulling a few cones in the waiting area. Or maybe he'd already had several hits from the bong and forgot that he had it with him to begin with. In his defence, the bong and weed were in his bag. He wasn't just carrying them in his hands when he rocked up to the cop shop. The man left the bag in the foyer of the police station and returned 30 minutes later to collect it. He must have been tossing up whether or not that was a good idea all the way back there, but obviously he came to the conclusion that it was. Unfortunately for him, the cops had searched the bag and found his stash and bong. 
When he wandered back into the station inquiring about his bag, he must have had all his fingers and toes crossed in the hope of getting away with this illegal faux pas. But I wouldn't be telling you about it if he had. The police told him that not only were they seizing his bong, ah, and weed, no, but they also issued him with a cannabis caution. This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. And if you dug what you heard, please leave a review. If you'd like to support this independent podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash world's dumbest criminals. All levels get access to monthly bonus episodes and ad free episodes and higher levels also receive some merchandise. I recently released a patron episode. It was about a drug-fucked bogan who tried to steal a koala from a Queensland zoo to swap for drugs, but gave up after it scratched the shit out of him and stole a crocodile instead. A married couple with two young children who had their quiet, law-abiding lives in Nebraska turned upside down due to the peculiar kink of their revolting neighbour and more. If you want more dumb criminals and pictures of my dog in your life, you could follow me on Twitter at WDCriminalsPod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. Or you could join our World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast Facebook group. And thank you very much to the wonderful Lorraine Ledwell for running the group with me. Stay tuned after the closing music to hear a promo for the true crime podcast Method and Madness. Till next time. Look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast. Hey there, it's Dawn, the host of Method and Madness. Yes, it's another true crime podcast, but hear me out. Fascinated by human nature? Ever try wrapping your head around why some people do what they do? On Method and Madness, we'll dive deep into the evidence, explore the why behind the crime, all the while recognizing that the victims are real people. And these aren't just horror stories, but horrific true events. Method and Madness, available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.